Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range. Or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double-breasted black blazer from a new-to-me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style-obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Welcome to About Progress. I'm Monica Packer, a regular mom and recovering perfectionist who uncovered the truest model to dramatic but lasting personal growth. It's progress made practical. Join us to leave the extremes behind and instead learn how to do something to grow in ways that stick. If your life as a woman is very unpredictable, you need to do habits differently. Find out why with my free class, the number one reason why women must do habits differently at aboutprogress.com slash habit class. Let's paint a picture that so many of us can relate with. You have these habits that you would not only love to have in your life, but you need them too. But it's so difficult to be consistent in even the habits you want to have because of your very unpredictable schedule. As busy women, this is one of the most common complaints I receive from those in my community. And Laura, a fellow progressor, is one of them. As a mom of three young kids and with two different work schedules, she has found it very difficult to consistently do a habit she loves, exercise. As part of this, Lara is also facing some transitions that further complicates things. One is that she used to be a long distance runner, but due to some major injuries, she can no longer run the way she used to. And with that comes a transition, not just to her exercise habit, but to her identity. Who is she in terms of movement now? How does she see herself differently when she can't run the way she used to? Between all of these issues, 
Lara often finds herself in an either or situation with exercise. Either she can exercise in the ways she'd ideally like to, even with these injuries, or not at all. Luckily, Lara came into this coaching call already holding some clarity on how she wants exercise to make her feel in spite of it not being the kind she wants. She wants to feel strong, healthy, and comfortable. So from there, we help Lara identify her biggest obstacles to consistently moving her body, both internally and externally, and how she can create a baseline way to show up to exercise so that she can not only break free from the either or conundrum, but she can also get the feeling she'd ideally love to have for movement, even when life isn't so ideal. I know you've heard me talk about habits many times over the last few years, but you haven't heard me talk about one essential part to habit formation that I haven't dug into too much here, and that's identity. This is a piece we will explore even more in this coaching session, and I'm excited to let you listen in on it today. Lara, welcome to this coaching call. I'm so excited. Thanks for having me. Let's start with a little introduction. Tell us about you. So I am a mom of three littles. I have twin boys who will be five next month, and then I have a 14-month-old infant. I am a professor in a tender track job in the medical field, so my work is pretty intense. I spend like half of my time in the hospital seeing patients, which is pretty heavy from a like a lot of hours in a week standpoint. And then I also, the other half of the time, I'm more flexible working on writing, research, teaching, et cetera. Amazing. That does sound extremely intense. Even just the twin factor alone. I was thinking about that on a walk yesterday. Like, how could I have done this with two of them? I don't know. The twin factor is is real. <laughs> yeah, bless you for that. And I know there's a few, there's a lot we can talk about today. Let's start with just like, if you were to just phrase it as a quick question, what would that be while you're here at this coaching call? So my question is, how do I, with my dynamic schedule and my varied exercise needs, work exercise consistently into my days or weeks without quitting all the time. So the main problem is consistency. And it's also reaching what you want, like being able to get the amount you want. Yes, I have goals and I'm struggling to meet any fitness goals because maybe I set them too high and I just quit or the little bit that I feel like I can do on a consistent basis just doesn't it's not gratifying, doesn't feel like it's going anywhere. Got it. Okay. Let's actually start with casting a vision of the ideal. Like ideally, what would you like your exercise routine or practice to look like? That's a good question because I actually don't even know. So I have a history of being a distance runner, which I can't do anymore for medical reasons. And so I think that I'm struggling to find out what my new fit self Got it. looks like without running. But what I would love, especially as an 
older parent of young people, I want to be strong and healthy and feel comfortable and I guess in my own body. However, that's accomplished. Okay. You already did the step after, which was like, how do you want to feel strong, healthy, comfortable? And that's actually a really great compass to help us figure out what would the ideal look like exercise wise. Now, I know this might seem backwards because we're starting with this vision, but let's go there a little bit. Can you throw some spaghetti at the wall? Let's see what sticks. What kind of exercise would help you feel those things, do you think? Exercise that I have enjoyed in the past is exercise that involves endurance and cardiovascular accomplishments, if you will. So like the ability as a formerly nerdy, okay, I'm still nerdy, but like (laughs) the kid who couldn't finish the mile or was the kind of the little dork in PE, like being able as a young adult to run half marathons Mm -hmm. was awesome. So if I can find some way to do that kind of endurance training, whether that be swimming, hiking, biking, or some combination. I think that would be great. But I'm also recovering from a knee surgery, a serious one, and have a lot of strength and flexibility that I need to restore. And so I have boring stuff that needs to happen, diastasis, recti exercises, and knee PT. And yeah, so like maybe once all that is settled in the future, I could have a really strong endurance or cardio routine, plus some probably more organic kind of strength and flexibility stuff. I have done weight training. It's okay. It's not something I'm like, ooh, yay, I'm so excited to lift these dumbbells. I'm more of a let's do some like yoga, Pilates type of strength and flexibility training. So ideally, we're looking at some sort of swimming, hiking, biking, endurance activity paired with some form of, we'll just call it strength training, but it's like mobility, flexibility, doesn't need to be like, I'm like going to be a weightlifting champion, Mm -hmm. just some form of that to help continue with the PT. But right now, what would an ideal, but still recovering from knee surgery day look like for you exercise-wise? That's one of the things I'm really struggling with. So I, my time is limited. So I do a lot of walking. I love walking and it gets me outside. But on days where I feel like to spend the time walking, you need at least a half an hour. And in an ideal world, I'd love to have more than that, but I usually can't have it. And then on days that I walk, I'm like, then I later have to somehow work into my routine some like diastasis, like core rehab type exercises. So some days I try to just say, today I'm going to just do physical therapy, we'll say knee and diastasis. And then the other day I walk, but I think I get frustrated or it's too complicated. And a lot of times I'm like, I guess I just won't do it. (laughs) That So that's what I've been trying to work with. So to get that semi-cardiovascular endurance-y work, and that's also good for my knee and good for my core to go on walks, but it's not enough. And if I only do that and give up all the physical therapy stuff, I could tell because I Honestly, this week, it's like I'm on my best behavior getting in, getting ready for this call. I have done my physical therapy more consistently. And I'm like, oh, I haven't done this in a couple of weeks and I really slipped. I can feel that I just don't. I've lost some strength. So does it become an either or situation for you? Either I walk or I do my physical therapy or is it more like because you want to do both and you feel the need to do both, you end up doing neither? 
I think the second option happens. So today, so note that I'm off clinics, I'm well rested, and I currently have a baby that has been getting up at a consistent time. So I'm starting to get the ability to have a morning routine back, which was huge yeah. until this little guy was born. And I knew that would go out the window and now it's maybe coming back. So this okay. morning, I just was like, I'm going to spend 15 minutes. I'm going to do these three exercises. I made this plan last night. And I did those three exercises and it was cut short because my twins got up and they wanted to jump on me. And it was cool, but I still did it. Yeah. And I also had built into my schedule today a two mile walk. And I did that too. And that was great. It just took a lot of the stars had to align. I had to plan in advance. So doing both of those in the same day, I feel awesome. And mm. but most days aren't like that. Yeah. Okay. So you are dealing with a lot of difficult factors. The transition physically. Also transitions, like life transitions, like babies. And uh, in addition to that, even some mental, emotional transitions of trying to figure out like, what's my identity as like a person who really values physical activity with limitations, both circumstantially with my environment and my responsibilities, and also physically that I'm not used to dealing with. In addition to tons of interruptions. I guess. Okay. Yes. So our goal is to help you feel strong healthy and comfortable physically and to do that in a way that you can maintain it consistently even with all those factors When I look at this and you describe like a 15 minute physical therapy and then a two mile walk, that does sound like you're doing a good job of not saying I must do like a six mile walk a day and an hour of physical therapy. It does sound like you're having more realistic expectations. Do you feel like those are more realistic in nature or I do. And I think that Honestly, today, like right now, my two mile walk and my 15 minutes of physical therapy, that's a above average day for me. That's for my ideal self, that bottom time. where I want to yeah. be with time. But like right now, that's actually pretty good. I actually have this little list of what I've done the last week. And this is the longest walk I've been on. Mm -hmm. And it's the only day that I've combined physical therapy in the same day. Got it. Okay. And so that was actually going to be my next question. Even though like we might say to ourselves, that is technically more realistic. Is it still realistic to where you're at right now? And that's not because we're saying don't go for it. We're saying we still want this to be become what I call your baseline, where mm -hmm. this is the minimum you can do each day, like 15 minutes of physical therapy and a two mile walk. Mm -hmm. But when you're in this phase of so many transitions and so many factors, mm -hmm. we still need more of a baseline version of that. Yes. Okay. Are you familiar with baseline from how I've taught it before? I'm not sure if you've heard me share about it in a podcast episode or anything like that. I don't know if you called it baseline, but I really latched onto it as like your journaling example. I actually first learned about this podcast from another one. <laughs> and awesome. in an interview, you were, you talked about your journaling and how you go back to journaling and your worst of days example was the queen died today. <laughs> so exactly. I was like, that's what I'm doing with going outside. And, but I haven't figured out what my baseline is for exercise because it's complicated. 
It is complicated, but I'd also like to suggest it's very emotionally loaded in surprising ways. Exercise yeah. is so emotionally loaded for women, yeah. uh-huh. especially. And including someone who has a history of being a pretty, pretty big achiever physically. Mm-hmm. So you've got this kind of, even though you say this is doable, but like, really, is it doable? And then if I do the doable version, am I going to like actually think it's worth it? And then I just don't do it. Don't do anything. Yes. Okay. So you got it right. Baselines are the worst of day version. So we take mm-hmm. the ideal and we create the smallest and simplest version of it that you can do on your worst of day. Like mm-hmm. with the most interruptions or with the most hectic schedule. And that's not because that is what you will be doing forever. It's, it helps you form that consistency you need to build. And the building actually happens quicker and is more sustainable than mm-hmm. if you start with even the more realistic in quotes, ideal version. Okay. So what would that look like for you? The smallest and simplest version of what we just said, 15 minute PT and two mile walk. So that's not it because that's too much for it to uh, yeah, be my worst of day. Mm-hmm. But so let me, I guess, tell you where I've tried to go and have yeah, let's talk about it. Failed. So like I've had at some point I've been like, okay, Laura, you just have to do one of those things. And they can be like a really wimpy version. So maybe you do PT for 15 minutes or 10 minutes. Or you go for a 15-minute walk. Okay. It doesn't have to be a strenuous walk. It can be around the block a couple of times, whatever. I, I feel like if, based on my history of trying to get outside every day, even in winter, like in the evening, after my kids going to be- go to bed, unless it's pouring rain and going outside, going outside for a walk is pretty easy and pretty doable. Because even if I'm exhausted, it's still just like time out doors that feels restorative. Okay. The physical therapy part, if I decide that's what I'm going to do as my baseline, I end up, it's 9.30 at night. I'm in my yeah. bedroom. I've got my pajamas on. You should, I should be able to just get on the floor and do some clamshells or planks or whatever. And I will, but I won't do them well because I'm like, I hate this. I'm exhausted. This is boring okay. and I don't have good form. And that that has been difficult. So then it's easy. What I found myself doing is I just gravitate to that very simple walk. And if I have that very simple walk for a week or two where work has been really hectic and I'm only doing the bare minimum every single day, then I find that I haven't done any physical therapy for the past couple of weeks. And I'm like, maybe I won't even walk. <laughs> yeah, I don't like, like self-sabotage, yeah, right? Like, yeah. I don't tell myself that. I'm like, I'm going to quit everything, but it just seems to happen. I'll be like, maybe I'll just clean extra tonight before I go to bed and not do that walk. It's weirdly like a defense mechanism against ourselves. Like almost if I can't do it, then I'm just not going to do it before something else makes it so I can't do it. Yeah. This fact I'm going to share will likely not surprise you because you live it out all the time. But did you know that women are uniquely affected by higher levels of stress than men? Last month, I shared a bonus episode number 506 on this fact with Stacy Littlefield, a master herbalist with our podcast sponsor, Red Remedies. Stacy shared more about the biology behind this fact, starting with how stress affects our bodies in unique ways as women, especially for those who are moms. 
Now, while there's a lot we can do to help with our stress load from asking for help to cultivating some supportive habits, it's essential to also work on that stress at the biological level. Red Remedies helps you do that through Peaceful Mama, a supplement for moms, including those who are pregnant, trying to conceive, and or nursing. And yeah, they're safe for all those categories. Peaceful Mama provides real relief for stress reduction and peace, emotional balance, and supports a healthier digestive system. Stacy is also the master herbalist behind Rhythm and Flow, which specifically targets the variations in mood, fatigue, and just overall discomfort associated with PMS. You can check out both of these supplements and many more at redremedies.com and use the code PROGRESS to get 20% off. Don't forget, you can go to redremedies.com, that's red with two D's, so R-E-D-D remedies.com, and use our code PROGRESS to get 20% off. So I actually was going to suggest, why not break it up? Do they mm-hmm. have to be together? And the, it seems like you already came to that conclusion yourself. The answer is no. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I like what, that we're doing is we know that the walk is more doable if you already have a when-then pairing. So a when is an already an existing habit in your life that you can then pair the then to, the new habit. So when my kids go down, then I'll go on a walk, okay? Your baseline version of that is the smallest and simplest version of a walk. What would that be on your worst of day? Like you've had a really long day. A 15-minute jaunt around the neighborhood, usually paired with something I very much enjoy, like a podcast or something like that. Good. You are you are good at this stuff already. I, I hope you I've know that. Researched this a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I can tell. Perfectionist lifelongs. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Well, it's good though because that's the brain body connection. Now your brain's gonna be like, I love this because I are, I always get to listen to the thing I like instead of this really meaty like War and Peace audio book that I keep thinking I have to get through. So yeah, okay. So we've got a baseline version of your walk. And by the way, if you're do- doing that and it's not working on your worst of day then that means it's not a worst of day version. And you need, I go on a walk around the block. But mm-hmm. let's start with what you think is the smallest and simplest version. So we've got mm-hmm. that for the walking. That's going to be a totally a separate thing. And if new habits are small and simple enough, you can form up to three, even more at the same time. Okay. So let's say that's separate. Now let's talk about the physical therapy. It sounds like some complications with that are you get exhausted at night, which affects your efficacy of it. Ideally, is there another time of day that you'd like to do this? Morning. Mornings are my best time for everything. I know. Yeah. And now that you're starting to get a semblance of a morning routine back, hallelujah, let's start with just this. So Mm -hmm. now we're going to come up with a when-then pairing for you. What is an already existing habit that you do most mornings? Because physical therapy doesn't have to be every day. Unless you're doing a really small and simple version of it, and it can be every day because it's just five minutes and you're spreading it out over a week mm-hmm. instead of 15 to 30 minutes in one sitting, which might be a good thing for you. So I, this is going to sound super weird, but I actually have 15 minute increments in a bullet checklist on my phone. This makes me sound so extra, but I like just need oh, this. I love how different brains work. I love it. <laughs> so then like my alarm goes off at this time. And then I'm like, okay, first thing I have to do, take my thyroid. I'm hypothyroid. And you yes. can't take that with food. So take mm. that, feed cats. And then I usually in 15 minute increments add other stuff like pack my lunch. I might have some clothes that need to be moved over to the dryer. If I'm in the hospital, I usually have to review my appointments and whatever emergency transfers we got and wake up baby and all of those things. I did that this morning 
And I did right after feeding cats, which is usually the first thing so they don't murder anyone. I put in 15 minutes of PT and I wrote out what I was going to do. So I wasn't like laying on the floor going, I don't really like planks or whatever. So that worked other than getting interrupted. And it mostly worked because I did most of what I wanted. Okay, great. So let's really make sure this is actually half of the battle that people, they fail at their habits because they don't really have a concrete plan. They think a concrete plan is in the morning, I'll do my physical therapy. And it's no, like exactly, not like exactly when, like on the minute stroke, like it has to be then. It's just where let's get more specific with some flexibility in mind, because it might be a different time technically that you're feeding the cats. So when I'm done feeding the cats, then I'll do my physical therapy. What is your baseline version? Because 15 minutes sounds great, but that still might be more of an ideal. So let's say the worst of day where you don't have as much, like you don't have a full 15 minutes or you're getting interrupted a lot mm-hmm. in ways like they're not letting you finish. Those cute little twins. Yeah. Or the yeah. baby wakes up early, something like that. I think ideally would be I get through one quality exercise. Okay. And that's prob- that probably could be done in five. Okay. I'm smiling only because I wrote that down oh, yeah. 10 minutes ago. And I was <laughs> like, hey, meeting in minds. We both think that's the good baseline. And it would have been fine if you had a different baseline in mind. But yeah, just one exercise. Okay. Now we have a clear plan. Let's talk about your nerd. I'm a nerd. Okay. <laughs> yes. The brain science here is so important. This is how you are wiring your brain to do this, like with this plan in place. But a really important part is when you do either of these when-then pairings each time, there's one piece of this puzzle that I don't often bring in to the podcast because it typically can take a long time to explain. But here's a nutshell. You need to create some dopamine in your body. You need to create that feel-good feeling like, I did it. I say it as an affirm. You need to affirm in yourself that you did this, that this Mm -hmm. is, you're that kind of person that felt good, that you're proud of yourself, it can be as simple as that's like me. That's something we say a lot in our community. And it comes from this Olympic coach that now Larry Gash, no, Larry Basham. I feel like the last name is wrong. He was an Olympic athlete coach. And that's what he did with his Olympic athletes. Each time they like did something right, they would have to say to themselves, that's like me. Hmm. I did it. You don't have to do that forever. Just initially, especially when you do the bare minimum. Okay. Because you're validating in yourself this habit. You're wiring it in your brain so it feels good and your brain will then want to do more of it. But also here's the other factor to it. It will accept the baseline better as counting. That's good. I think one of the reasons I quit so much is because I'm like, I only did. Yeah. And that was, that doesn't, that's not going to get me anywhere. (laughs) Just why you fall out of consistency. Like you don't want to feel that way. No. So in the beginning, when I have clients taking on new habits like this, especially for someone like you who was used to more higher achievements and something that was, it was just a part of your life. Like it wasn't, Mm -hmm. it didn't require, like it took a lot of work, but it didn't take a lot of effort to maintain that level of exercise in your life at that point. Mm -hmm. When you're doing a different version of it, this is when you've got to buckle down on two things. One, force yourself to only do the baseline for the first couple days, if not longer. 
Again, so your brain believes you that the baseline counts. And the second is double down on affirming it. I did it. Look at me or give yourself a high five or go you. Some people like to do habit charts where they're filling out something that like in a good way. I don't like the ones where if you don't fill out one little spot, then the whole chain is broken. I don't like that. I have some habit trackers that I do that create a whole picture. I had a graphic designer meet them for me. I'll send you one. Okay. You don't have to use that. That can be, to me, that's like another step, but some people like that. Anything you can do to validate it. Okay. What would that look like for you? The affirm part. I'm interested in what you were saying, like the saying at the end. I that's do, like me? Yeah. I do have this that I just started. Oh, it's like a little picture. <laughs> Someone where we're like on the same brainwave. And so okay. many, this is awesome. I DM'd you a while ago about your thoughts on habit trackers. Oh, so. yes, that was me. Yeah. And you sent me this like coloring in, like you had mentioned the, the oh. graphic design thing. And I was like, oh, I love that because cool. my outside habit, I color in, it's like a humans outside with the website and it's 365 like petals or trees or something. That's and beautiful. The silly thing is it's colored through like April and I still am doing it every day, but it's like too much work to go find the pencil and color it in. But it can I'm become still... a whole other habit sometimes. Yeah. And but anyway, I've been doing this. I don't know how I feel about it because like, if I don't today, it's good because I'm like, I did my walk. I get to color my cactus. Yes. And it is nice because if I skip a day, then who cares? I just color it in the next day. We'll see. I'm not sure. I think something quicker, like, I already forgot what it is that the saying is. Affirm. That's like me. That's like me. The more immediate, the better initial. When you're doing that brain-body connection, you're trying to hardwire it, the more immediate, the better. This is what I then call a WTA. And this is the sticky habit formula. This is what helps you create sticky habits over time. Okay. So I told you what I need you to double down on. Double down on just the baseline. And the second thing is double down on the affirm. And here's the third thing I want you to leave this coaching call with. I want you to prove yourself wrong when you think that these baselines don't matter. Okay. I want you to prove yourself wrong by doing that anyway. I want you to sink into the trickle down effect that will come. Because here's the awesome thing about doing a baseline. It creates consistency, which we talked about. It also creates momentum. Mm -hmm. On a baseline day, you might just do one exercise, but then you're like, I have 30 more seconds and you do half of another, okay? And that will create even more feelings. Like I did even more than I even tended to. to. I, I told myself I only had time for the baseline. I did a little more. It will create that momentum. And the third thing is it will build. What your baselines are now, they will grow over time. And maybe your baseline will be that 15 minute of flexibility or strength training. And maybe uh-huh. your baseline will be two miles walk. And that's like on the worst of day. Uh-huh. You do those. How's that all sounding for you? It's it's good. The idea of only doing the baseline for the first couple of weeks is really hard. Because I actually, my work is going to get, I've got almost like an unprecedented amount of hospital work coming up it. that I'm just can hardly even breathe thinking about it. Got and it. so I'll definitely need my baseline stuff for that. But now I'm like, got to make it count. Do extra exercise now. But I think this will actually be a really good training and like discipline kind of thing to just be like, okay, just chill. Like, and honestly, go away. just the first few days. Okay. It doesn't have to be a couple weeks. Just even okay. the first few times, like maybe three, two or three times. And that, again, it's just like you believe yourself later when you're like, this is the worst of day version. 
or I'm getting interrupted a lot. So I'm just going to throw it all out. You're like, no, I can do one exercise and it counts and it's valid. So you believe yourself. Yeah, I like that. How do you recommend people bill on the baseline or I guess allow themselves to do more without getting carried away and then end up throwing it out again? So I cover this a lot more in the course, the sticky habit method. The short version of it here is it typically happens organically when you ride that momentum wave and you just gradually build on its own. It doesn't have to take a lot of thought or strategy. It just happens. And you always have the very beginning baseline to come back to if you need to. Okay. But if you want to be more strategic about it, you can either add or maximize. So add is you add in another part of the bigger routine that you eventually want. So maybe for you, that would be you're adding on a different exercise. Okay. Okay. For maximizing, you are increasing the amount of that thing. So if you were going to do an exercise and you say just three clam legs or whatever (laughs) they they are, they count, maybe Uh maximizing is 10. Okay. Or for walking, maybe it's instead of a five-minute walk, I'm doing a 10-minute walk. Mm. And then you just keep maximizing it. Okay. I'm excited for you. Yeah, me too. This has been very helpful. Good. Here's what I want you to do from here is do those three things I said about stick to the baseline, double down on the affirmation and prove yourself wrong. Okay, believe in the process. These baselines will build. Reach out to me. You can email me about how it's going for you and I will happily answer you back. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Anything you are ready to take away from this conversation in particular? Maybe something that surprised you or that you want to remember. The affirmation, because I didn't even really realize that I'd taken away the baseline concept from previous work of yours. And I was like, okay, cool. That's worked in some areas of my life and it makes me feel really good. And it's just natural for me to do more than that on some days. But with exercise, like coming up with a baseline and not just completely poo-pooing it as Mm -hmm. unworthy, I just didn't quite realize I was doing. And I think that's part of the way I've been sabotaging making Mm -hmm. progress in this area. I'm so glad that was your takeaway because if I had one that I could choose for you, that would be it. Because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you are still strong, healthy, and comfortable in your body with these exercises. Life keeps changing Mm -hmm. and we have to change how we view ourselves alongside it that we still can count. We still count as an exerciser, as someone who values movement, but it has to be different and that's okay. Well said. I'm preaching to myself here too. So you know, it's something I'm working on all the time. Yeah. This is awesome. Thank you very much. Yes. Thank you. It was great talking to you. I hope this episode gave you the hug and kick in the pants you need to grow. I'll now share the progress pointers from this episode. These are the notes I took so you don't have to. And those on my newsletter get them in a graphic form each week. You can sign up at aboutprogress.com newsletter. These progress pointers are going to be more of a checklist for you to follow if you want to work on your exercise habit alongside Laura. And if you're listening to this way later, still sign up for the newsletter and then you can email us and just say, hey, can I get the graphic for this episode? And we'll send it to you. Number one. Exercising is an important part of our lives and even our identities, but both can take a big hit when we reach certain transitions in our lives. 
namely with ability and scheduling. Number two, to help you get more consistent with exercise, first identify how you want movement to make you feel. Then cast a vision of the ideal exercise habit you'd love to have. Still be sure to make this vision realistic to your season. Number three, from there, create a baseline version of your ideal habit, the smallest and simplest form of the habit that you can do on your worst of day. Number four, attach this habit to an already existing habit in your life to create a when-then pairing. And number five, each time you hit your baseline habit plus, make sure to affirm in yourself the identity of someone who does this habit by creating a little rush of dopamine. Identity is an essential piece to forming habits that stick. Your do something challenge this week is to commit to an exercise baseline and affirm it when you do. And you can start by borrowing from that Olympic coach and his name is Larry Basham. And you can say, that's like me. And it feels so good. I want to invite you to take my free class on habit formation, especially if you feel like you are like Laura and getting really frustrated with your unpredictable life. Women must do habits differently. And this is one of the reasons why, but there's an even bigger reason that underlies this unpredictable schedule problem. And I want you to learn about it by going to aboutprogress.com slash habit class. And that free class is called the number one reason why women must do habits differently. If you like this episode, you can share it with a friend that helps the show so, so much. Just a quick text or a shout out on Instagram. And if you do that on Instagram, you can tag me at about progress. And I'd love to say thank you. I'm so glad that you were listening. Now go and do something with what you learned today. This fact will likely not surprise you because you're living it out. But did you know that women are uniquely affected by higher levels? Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.